Welcome to episode nine. We are talking about carrying the cross, carrying the cross of Jesus. How long has it been since you've actually carried the cross of Jesus? I want to ask you tonight, what are you carrying? What are you carrying tonight? What are you carrying? What are you consumed with? What are you focused on? What is the most of your time devoted to? How long has it been since you've truly denied yourself? You've denied yourself and gone after the things of Jesus. You've denied your interest and you've gone after the interest of Jesus. Tonight, we're talking about carrying the cross of Jesus. Man, it is going to be an awesome night. I'm glad that you stopped by to tune in. We got people who are commenting. Thank you so much for everybody that's watching and commenting. Just remember, if you don't comment, I do not know that you are watching. So thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting. Like it, subscribe, do all of that, because the more that we get it out there, the more these messages get to go to more people around the world and more people get to hear about Jesus Christ and about what he is done for us. So tonight we are talking about carrying the cross and I got a special message that also comes from a father. So on Father's Day, Lord give me a message about carrying the cross, but it, the the that when I was reading this in Mark chapter 15 verse 21, it began to stand out to me in a way I'd never seen it. So let's just break down the story. Here we are in Mark chapter 15, where Jesus, has he's going to the cross. He's being crucified. He has just been beaten. He has just been flogged. And now he has got to take his cross all the way to Golgotha. He's got to carry this heavy wooden beam, this heavy cross beam, all the way from here. He just was flogged and beaten. If you've seen the Passion of Christ and you've seen what it looks like, the Bible says that he was unrecognizable, and now he had to carry his own cross all the way to Golgotha. Man, I'm going to tear up just thinking about it. Just, But this is the scene and Jesus is trying his best at the champion that he is. What a champion he is to carry the cross for us, for our sins, so that we can spend eternity in heaven. Come on, Jesus. Man, I'm going to tear up today. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done for all of us. But this is the scene. And all of a sudden, the people around, the soldiers, they recognize that the cross is getting heavy and they stop and they begin to ask this guy named Simon of Cyrene to carry the cross for Jesus all the way to Golgotha and to help him carry the cross. What an amazing picture this is. Can you imagine the story that Simon of Cyrene has in heaven where he actually helps Jesus carry the cross to, to Golgotha where Jesus died on the cross for all of our sins. And Simon of Cyrene is a picture of who all of us can be. We can help Jesus carry the cross on a daily basis. And this story is so powerful. In Mark chapter 15, verse 21, I want to put you right here. It says, As they came out of the city, they stopped an African man named Simon, a native of Libya or Cyrene. He was passing by just coming in from the countryside with his two sons, Alexander and Rufus, and the soldiers forced him to carry the heavy cross beam 
for Jesus. And look at that. It says that he was, he was there with his two sons. Now, I had never seen this before. I'd always heard the story of Simon of Cyrene carrying the cross for Jesus, but I never noticed that he, had di he did that in front of his two sons, that he was just walking through, through from the countryside and his two sons, Alexander and Rufus, were right there with him, and the soldiers forced him to carry the cross for Jesus. They forced him to carry that heavy cross beam for Jesus. Now, this is what the Lord was showing me out of that moment. Now, I wanted to share this on Father's Day because Simon of Cyrene was such an amazing example for his two sons as he began to carry the cross for Jesus. So I want to ask you, are you being an example for your family? Are you a father out there? Are you being an example for your family? Are you a mother out there? Are you being an example of carrying the cross for Jesus in your family? Sons, daughters, pay attention to your parents as they carry the cross for Jesus and begin to recognize what this life is all about as we carry the cross for Jesus in this final hour. So, this picture of Simon Cyrene is the ultimate picture of a, how a father should live before his children. It's the, it's the greatest picture of how a father or how a mother should live before their children. And Simon began to just go, you know what? I'm going to pick this cross up and I'm going to carry it for Jesus. I'm going to carry it for my Lord. See, the father's this, this father, Simon of Cyrene, the father's life was interrupted by the call of Jesus to help him carry his cross. See, Simon of Cyrene was just passing through from the countryside with his two sons on an every, just like any other day. He was headed back home. He was headed back to his place where he was living. He had his family with him. But the call of Jesus, the call to help Jesus carry the cross, he was interrupted. He was interrupted by the call of Jesus on his life. He was interrupted for a moment in his life to carry the cross for Jesus. And I want to ask you, are you in a place in your life where if you have the opportunity to carry the cross for Jesus, would you do it? Are you is there a place in your life right now where you have an opportunity to do something amazing for Jesus? But you have, going, you have to decide, am I going to let my life be interrupted? Yes, my life's going to be, have to be interrupted at nighttime. Or my, my life's going to be, have to be interrupted in front of my children, in front of my wife, in front of my parents, in front of my coworkers, in front of my friends and neighbors and family. Are you willing to let your life be interrupted for the opportunity to answer the call of Jesus. I believe in this hour that we're going to begin to see that word pop back up, the call of Jesus, the call of God on our lives. For the last few decades, that's been something that's kind of faded away in the church because the enemy has tried to destroy the call of God on our lives and try to destroy the call of God on our lives and get us to believe that we don't have to answer the call of God. But I'm telling you this right now, there is a call of God on every single person's life. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 that God has prepared in advance good works for us to do. But here's the thing. It never says that we will do them. 
So you have to make the choice. You have to decide, are you going to let your life be interrupted so you can answer the call of God and do what he has planned for you to do? Finding your purpose in God, fulfilling your assignment that God sent you here to do. And it's never too late to answer the call of God. It's never too late to answer that call. So know that if you've gone astray from God. Bible says that all of us like sheep have gone astray. So if you've gone astray at one time in your life and you've not answered the call of God up to this point, it's not too late. You can answer the call. You must decide, am I going to let my life be interrupted? Because we all have things going on, especially here in America. We're so busy with work. We're so busy with ministry. We're so busy with family. We're so busy with uh, ball games and, you know, just like me and my dad going to roll tide games and football games, all this kind of stuff. There's so much that we can do here in America that we can get so busy that we forget about the call of God on our lives. Now, I'm not saying any of the things that God has blessed us with here in America is bad. I love going to football games, and I'll continue to go to football games, but I must understand that these are just blessings. These are not the things that take priority. The priority in my life as a follower of Christ must be to pick up my cross daily and to follow Jesus and allow my life to be interrupted so that I can carry the cross for Jesus. So Simon of Cyrene allowed his life to be interrupted to answer the call of God and to carry the cross of Jesus. His plans that he had for that day and in his life, his plans were altered. His plans were altered in front of his family in order to carry the cross for Jesus. What an ultimate message for a father is that your plans that you have in your life, are you going to allow them to be altered when Jesus calls on you to carry his cross? Are you going to allow your plans that you have made for today, for this week, for this year, for this you know, decade for you, maybe some of you have a five-year, 10-year plan, or you've got a retirement plan or whatever it may be, but are you going to allow your plans to be interrupted? Are you going to allow your plans to be altered if the opportunity comes for you to answer the call of God and to help Jesus carry his cross? Because I promise you this, if you're seeking God with all of your heart, there will be an opportunity in your life for you to stand up and to answer the call and to do what it is that God has called you to do, trained you to do, prepared you to do, created you to do. There is a purpose for you in your life, and we must be willing to let our plans be altered in order to do these things. So his two sons, Alexander and Rufus, his two sons saw a picture of what their lives were supposed to look like. They saw their father carrying the heavy cross of Jesus. Fathers, are you giving your sons and daughters the picture of what it looks like to carry the cross of Jesus, how to lead a family godly, how to go to work and to be a godly businessman? Mothers, how to be a godly mother at home, how to be a godly mother at church or at the grocery store, at the gas station or at the ball games, how to be a godly mother. Are you allowing your children to see what it's supposed to look like as we carry the cross of Jesus? Or there's a lot of people out there who are ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. They say, I'm a follower of Jesus. But this I don't know, this generation that we're in in the moment right now, this, this time frame, I've just seen where people are, are ashamed to really go out there and to live for Jesus, to say, I'm a follower of Jesus and I stand for the ways of God. If there's ever been a time for us 
in the body of Christ to be unashamed of what we believe in and to be unashamed of our bridegroom, Jesus. It's right now with all the craziness going on in the world out there right now, all the things that are going on in the news and who knows what's to come in the next election. If there's ever been a time for us to stand up and to be unashamed for what we believe in, it is right now. I'm a follower of Jesus. I am proud of it. I'm going to stand for that to the day I die because I love Jesus and I love what he's done for me and I want to help him carry the cross all the way through my life. And so I'm asking you right now, have you been carrying the cross of Jesus? No matter how heavy it gets, a true father or a true mother, a true parent, no matter how heavy the cross of Jesus gets, will carry the cross of Jesus in front of their family and set an example of the way that we're supposed to live a life. This also can be in the spirit, spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers. That What does that mean? That means people who are discipling people and you're raising people up in the faith because that's what Jesus called us to do as he left this earth. He said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you because, and lo, I am with you always until the end of the age. So Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples. Making disciples, what is that? That's another form of being a father in the spirit. Being a father in the um or being a mother in the spirit. I also want to pause here and say happy Father's Day to my spiritual father, Pastor Larry Raglan over at Solid Rock Church in, in Penson. What an amazing spiritual father he has been to me. About four years ago, God brought him into my life as a spiritual father, mentor. He's been there to just help me, guide me, protect me, and lead me on this path. And uh, honestly, he has his own uh, online ministry, and he's been the one to help me pave the way um, here on this uh, podcast and on this um, ministry that I have. If I have any questions, I just get to text him, and that's what a spiritual father does. They help their spiritual sons and daughters to go and do what God's called them to do. They help elevate them in the spirit. They help them accomplish what God has called them to accomplish. So thank you, Pastor Larry and Pastor Sandy, for being mine and Haley's spiritual father, spiritual mother, to help us and what God has called us to do. But I want to say this. A father must be an example of carrying the cross of Jesus before he can send out children who are carrying the cross of Jesus. If you're not carrying the cross of Jesus yourself, you're never going to produce spiritual children or physical children that are going to carry the cross as well. So you must be carrying the cross yourself if you're going to produce children that are going to carry the cross of Jesus. So you must allow your life to be interrupted and let your plans be altered so those people all around you can see that your top priority is following Jesus, denying your yourself, picking up your cross and daily and following Jesus and allowing that, um, that when that moment comes that you're saying, yes, Jesus, I'll help you carry the cross. So there is proof here. I want to say this, carrying the cross of Jesus will always produce true and lasting fruit. 
And that's what Jesus calls us to do, especially in John 15. He says, produce fruit that will last. So I love this. I'd never really seen this before, but when Simon of Cyrene carried the cross in front of his two sons, Alexander and Rufus, history tells us that Alexander and Rufus went on to be great men of God. They went out and be missionaries for the Lord, and all because they saw their father carry the cross of Jesus. What a moment that was implanted in their minds and in their hearts and their spirits when they saw their father Simon carrying the cross of a bloody man named Jesus. And then to find out as they grew up that that man that died on the cross was the man Jesus, the son of God, who died on the cross for their sins. And they got to watch their father carry that cross. Wow, what an amazing picture. And and, and Alexander Rufus became missionaries for Jesus. They believed wholeheartedly in what their father had done. And they wanted to push that on through the generations. You know what? They became amazing men of God themselves. Here's a verse that is found in Romans. In Romans chapter 16, it says, And Rufus, for he is especially chosen by the Lord, and I greet his mother who was like a mother to me. It is, this is a parenthesis. This is what I put up there. It is believed that he was one of the sons of Simon of Cyrene. So right there, bring up the book of Romans, as he's wrapping up the book of Romans, he he greets Rufus and he says, especially greet Rufus because he has a special call on his life. And many scholars believe that that Rufus is the same Rufus, who is the son of, of, of Simon of Cyrene. And these are just verses that prove to us that he had an impactful moment when he saw his father carrying the cross of Jesus. And then he answered the call of God on his life. Fathers, mothers, if you want to see your child answer the call of God on their lives, then you must answer the call of God on your life so they can see what it looks like. Also, we are it's known that Simon of Cyrene didn't just stop carrying the cross of Jesus on that day when he carried it all the way to Golgotha. It was so impactful on his life. Yes, your life can change in one day. Simon of Cyrene was headed home from the countryside, and then his life was interrupted by Jesus going to the cross, and then he carried the cross for Jesus. And then can you imagine Simon's life was never, ever the same? That was a moment that impacted him forever. And yes, you can have a moment with Jesus. You can have a moment with the Lord, no matter where that is. It can be at home. It can be in your car. It can be at church. It can be at school. It can be at work. It don't matter where it is, but you can have a moment that impacts you forever, that changes your life and sets you on another course. And that's what happened to Simon of Cyrene because Scripture tells us that as he went on with his life, that he continued to carry the cross of Jesus. He continued to deny himself and do what God called him to do. So right here in Acts chapter 11, verse 19 through 21 in the Passion Translation, these are three verses I want to read to you to prove that Simon of Cyrene kept going on with what he was doing. Because of the persecution triggered by Stephen's death in Jerusalem, many of the believers Believers were scattered. Some reached as far as the coast of Lebanon, the island of Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria, but they were still only preaching the word to the Jews. However, some of the believers from Cyprus and Cyrene, that's where Simon was from, 
who had come to Antioch in Syria, preached to the non-Jews living there, proclaiming the message of salvation in the Lord Jesus. The mighty power of the Lord was with them as they ministered, and a large number of people believed and turned their hearts to the Lord. It is believed, Bible scholars believe, that Simon of Cyrene was amongst these people from Cyrene who continued to preach the message of Jesus, not only to the Jews, but to the Gentiles and begin to spread the message of Jesus. And it all was triggered by Stephen's death as he was persecuted. And it began to help them rise up in their faith to stand for what they believed. And Simon of Cyrene kept pressing on. Many link Simon of Cyrene to these missionary acts in those verses that I just read. And, and, and because of Stephen's death, it was just something that got down inside of Simon and he began to continue to carry the cross of Jesus. Simon carried the cross of Jesus dear in his final hours. Simon of Cyrene carried the cross all the way to the end of his life because he was impacted on that day that Jesus was dying for his sin. And I believe that all of us were impacted on that day. All of us were impacted when Jesus was carrying the cross for our sins, when he was flogged, beaten, crown of thorns, nailed to the cross, and he died for our sins. We were all impacted on that day. And the question is, are you going to carry that cross in your the hours that you live in now? in your final hours as you go through this life, are you going to carry the cross? When we say yes to Jesus, to spread the love of Christ to others, what he has done for us, we are helping him carry his cross. When we say yes to Jesus, by letting those people around us know if that's at work, home, family, anywhere, at the ballpark, when we let people know what Jesus has done for us, that is helping Jesus carry his cross. When you continue to preach the message that Jesus was giving out on that day when he was beaten, when he was flogged, when he was spit on, slapped, crown of thorns shoved into his brain, when he was persecuted, when he was carrying his cross all the way to the cross. If that's the message that he left with his disciples to say, therefore, go into all the nations and make disciples of this message. That's the message. And if you are carrying on that message, you are helping Jesus carry the cross that he carried that day. I want to ask you today, are you carrying the cross of Jesus? How long has it been since you have told somebody about Jesus with words of out of your mouth or your actions of, of how you live? Come on, we've got to really begin to be unashamed of what Jesus has done for us and unashamed to be the Christians that God has called us to be. So, um, the cross is being carried for generations. Will you say yes to Jesus as he's asking us for help to carry the cross in this final hour? I want to ask you, are you going to say yes? Are you going to pass it down from generation to generation? Are you going to carry the cross as your family, fathers, as your children, mother, as your children, fathers and mothers in the spirit? Are, are your spiritual children seeing you carry the cross for Jesus in this final hour? Luke 9 and 23, one of my favorite verses in the Bible right here says this. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Read that again. Read it for yourself. Just pause and read that verse. Let's just read it again. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple 
must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. If we're going to be a disciple of Jesus, if we're going to follow Jesus, we have to deny ourselves pick up the cross and carry it daily. Everywhere we go, to work, to the ballpark, to a football game, to the gas station, to the mall, wherever it may be, we've got to carry the cross of Jesus and let people know who we live for and that we are a disciple of His. I love how other versions of the, of, of the Bible in this verse, so that was the NIV, says deny yourselves. Other versions say get, up, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. Another version says you must let me lead and you're not in the driver's seat anymore. So Jesus is saying if you're going to follow me, you can't lead anymore. you got to let me lead your life. This is what a disciple of Jesus does. Another version says and lose sight of himself and his own interests. So if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, carry the cross of Jesus, you must lose sight of yourself and of your own interest and pick up the interest of Jesus. Eternity is real. All the people around us, you, me, all the people around us are going to face eternity and it is real. And the interest of Jesus is simply this. He wants no one to perish. He wants no one to spend eternity in hell. He wants everyone to spend eternity in heaven with him and have a personal relationship with him that's close and intimate. And so those are the interests of Jesus, and that's what Jesus died on the cross for, is so that we can have that moment with him. So fathers, mothers, physical fathers and mothers, spiritual fathers and mothers, are you passing down to the next generation what it is that you want your children to carry? Are they going to carry the cross like you did? Are they going to carry the message of Jesus into the next generation? So as I segue into the next part of this podcast here. I have been going through the book of Second Chronicles. In the last two weeks, we've been talking about different kings and that how a king would leave behind a son who would begin to take um, the next reign of king behind him. And it was very important to pass down to the sons that were coming up so that they could lead in, in a pleasing way and do right in the eyes of the Lord. Well, I've been talking about a king named Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a very godly king, and he brought um, revival back to the land in a greater way than it had ever seen since the days of Solomon. There was no greater revival except for in the days of Solomon. But when Hezekiah came on the scene, he began to do all the things that were right. He opened up the temple doors. He began to repair the altars and repair everything that needed to be repaired so that they could bring revival to the land. And sure, he taught his sons and he taught his daughters. He taught the people around him how to live for the Lord. But it is each individual's decision of how they are going to live for the Lord. I want to pick up this because it, it, it kind of goes with father-son type thing here on Father's Day. And how, you know, this is how um, is very important for us to make sure we pass down the ways of the Lord to our children, but it's still up to our children to decide how they are going to live. So in 2 Chronicles chapter 33, we find that Hezekiah has passed away and his son Manasseh comes on the scene. And unfortunately, it does say that Manasseh, even though Manasseh had experienced years of revival, it does say that Manasseh did evil in the eyes of the Lord. 
He says he was a great king, but he followed the he did not follow the Lord in his and, and he went wayward. He followed the ways of the world. He followed the, the other kings of the world and how they were doing things. And unfortunately, it actually says that he did very, very unfaithful things. He was actually one who would worship other gods. He bowed down the starry host. And this one really just gets under my skin. I don't know how this even happens, but he actually sacrificed his own sons to other gods. He sacrificed them in the fire to other gods. Manasseh turned evil. It actually says that Manasseh did so much evil that he did more evil than the worldly nations. That He led the people of Israel, the people of Judah, to begin to be more worldly than the worldly nations out there. So the nation of God. That Hezekiah had turned around, his son Manasseh had done some evil in the sight of the Lord, some awful things, and had turned the people so worldly that they were even more worldly than the nations that had been driven out of Israel. But this is a story of hope because I want to show you this is because Manasseh, no doubt, had grew up in revival, meaning in our day in America, he grew up in church. He grew up as a missionary kid. He grew up as a pastor's kid. He grew up knowing the ways of the Lord. He grew up in the in the atmosphere of the Lord. He knew the ways of the Lord, and he may have even known the Lord in his younger years, but something happened in his his years before he became king and he decided to do evil in the sight of the Lord. Each one of us must give an account for our own lives when we stand before the Lord and Manasseh decided to do evil in the sight of the Lord. But this is a story of hope of how God can turn the most evil person, the most evil king back towards him. It's never too late to turn back to God. So listen, because I believe there are many children out there. There are many people out there. You may be grown now, but your mom, your grandparents, your father, they may have brought you up in the church. They may have brought you up in the ways of the Lord, but you chose on your own to live on your own, your own lifestyle in ways that wasn't pleasing to the Lord. And now you're wondering, can I ever come back to the Lord? Yes, the story of Manasseh is one that gives us hope if we are a child that has strayed away and become a prodigal son or daughter and we are wayward no matter how deep into sin that you have gotten. If you, this guy, he sacrificed his own sons. And, and so if you have done, if you have gotten involved in sin, it could be pornography, it could be alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be homosexuality, it could be any type of sin that you have found yourself in. It's never too late to come back to the Lord. The story of Manasseh proves that and shows us that. And so I want to give you these, I want to tell you about this story because it brings us hope of how a son can come back home, not only to his spiritual father, but also back into the home and live the life that his father taught him to live and lead as the way his father taught him to lead. So um, here in 2 Chronicles chapter 33, verse 10 says this right 
here, it says the Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they paid no attention. How do you get off the path of God? The way you get off the path of God is you simply don't pay attention to the voice of the Lord. You don't pay attention when the Lord is speaking and you go your own way. And that's what happened. And this angered the Lord and the Lord sent an army to attack Judah. And then Manasseh and all the people began to be prisoners of this army that had attacked him. It says that Manasseh had been put in shackles and chains, had a ring through his nose, and he was in great distress. But look at this verse right here. And I want to show you this verse right here. So I'm pull it up. See, Manasseh says, In his distress, he sought the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his ancestors. In his distress, he sought the Lord. I want to show you this right here. It doesn't matter how evil you've been or how many bad things that you have done. In your distress, if you found yourself in darkness and a prisoner of darkness, a prisoner of drugs, a prisoner of homosexuality, a prisoner of a lifestyle that you never saw yourself in, if you found yourself in a prison of gambling, a prison of so many different things, if you found yourself in a prison there, all you have to do is cry out to the Lord, is humble yourself before the Lord, and He will hear your cry. So here in verse 12, it says, In Manasseh's distress, he called out to the Lord. He sought the Lord. He sought the favor of the Lord. Did you know that our distress in the end game, in the end, it can actually be something that puts us back on the path of God. So if you are in great distress in this moment... Just know that you are in a moment that can alter you back onto the path of God if you strayed away from the God. All you have to do is do like Manasseh. Now, this is someone who had done great evil in the sight of the Lord, but he humbled himself. His father, Hezekiah, had taught him well enough how to humble himself, how to repent, how to cry out to God, and Manasseh did this. And I love these verses here. It says, In his distress he sought the favor of the Lord as God, humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty, by his prayers, and listened to his plea. So he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. So when I'm reading those verses there, this is what sticks out to me, is that no matter how dark your, your place seems or where you're at, that if you'll cry out to God, if you'll humble yourself, if you'll repent of your evil ways, that God will rescue you from your darkness, from your prison, and bring you back onto the path that he originally had for you. Manasseh had strayed off the path that God had for him to a very dark place, and he was in prison, but he cried out to God, and God's grace is so amazing. Our Father in heaven is so good. On this Father's Day, God, I want to say thank you, Father, for being such a good God and a good Father, that his love endures forever. That God, our Father, His love endured for Manasseh all the way to the end of his life and gave Manasseh a chance to repent of his sins, even though he had done great evil in his sight. Our great Father in heaven, happy Father's Day to our Father in heaven. Man, what an amazing God we serve that He gives us the chance to turn to Him no matter how dark our situation and no matter how much great evil we have done. And this is what happened 
for Manasseh, and God rescued him. And this is how you know when someone truly, truly repents. It said, after Manasseh repented, he rebuilt the outer walls of the city of David. He began to rebuild the things that he had formerly torn down. When someone truly repents, they begin to rebuild their relationship with God. They begin to rebuild relationships with other people around them. They begin to rebuild their ministry, rebuild the things that God had intended for them to do on this earth. And that's what true repentance means as you begin to rebuild the things in your life after God's forgiven you and you've seen the light of God and you see how great our Father is. It also says that uh, he got rid of the foreign gods and removed the image from the temple of the Lord as well as all the altars he had built for the temple and heal in Jerusalem. And he threw them out of the city. So when you have true repentance, you rebuild what you're supposed to rebuild, but you also get rid of the things that you have allowed to creep into your life. When true repentance happens, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you and he begins to move you to get rid of the things. He threw them out of the city. We're to throw them out of our lives, out of our home. And so If you are out there and you're a father, you're a mother, and your child has strayed away from the Lord, just do not ever give up praying for them. Do not give up up because God can turn them back to him in any moment and God can use the distress that they're in to wake them up so that they cry out to the Lord and they begin to humble themselves and repent and seek God in their distress and they'll come back and rebuild their relationship with God. They'll they'll get rid of the things in their life that don't need to be there. So please don't as a father and a mother and grandparents, don't give up on your grandkids. Don't give up on your children because there can because God can bring them back to him at any moment he wants to any moment they decide to come to their senses and come back home to the father the father's arms are wide open and he's ready to give them a hug welcome them back into the kingdom and this story of Manasseh is one that really just moves me and to know that God heard his prayer after he humbled himself and repented. God can hear the prayer of any single person that will repent. doesn't matter what you've been wrapped up in. It doesn't matter how deep your sin is or what you have done. God can forgive you. He will forgive you. And what a great story for us to be reminded of on this Father's Day, that it's never too late to turn back to the Lord. The Lord will forgive any sins of those who repent. If he forgave the sins of Manasseh, he will forgive the sins of you and he will welcome you back home into his arms. So thank you for tuning in tonight. But I do have to wrap this thing up. At the end of every episode, I like to get a little excited and a little fired up to remind us that this thing we call Christianity, that this life that we live for God is real. Eternity is real. So I got to ask you tonight, are you fathering people in the spirit? Are you fathering your children in your home? Are you doing what God has called you to do as a father or as a mother? 
You must be an example of carrying the cross before you can raise up people to carry their own cross. Fathers and mothers in the spirit, it's time for us to pick up the cross that Jesus has called us to carry and begin to make disciples in all nations because Jesus is getting ready to come back and he's looking for fathers and mothers who will raise up people in the spirit to carry the cross of Jesus. So I'm asking you tonight, are you going to allow your life to be interrupted? Are you going to allow your life to be interrupted so that you can carry the cross of Jesus here in your final hours, in the final hours of this life that Jesus has given us? Are you going to allow your plans to be altered? Are you going to look your family in the face and say, it's time for me to pick up the cross and carry it for Jesus? Come on, let's pick this cross up. Let's finish this thing. Let's do it for Jesus. He did it all for us so we can pick up our cross. We can follow him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. It's never too late to repent. It's never too late to come home to Jesus. No matter what you have done, Jesus will forgive you. He will allow you to pick up his cross and carry it for him. The reason he died on the cross is so all of us would have a chance for our sins to be forgiven, to pick up that cross and to carry it for him. Are you carrying the cross for Jesus?